Despite possessing the most powerful military in the world, the U.S. government allegedly continues to pursue diverse warfare options from beyond the physical realm. Among them was a $20 million program to assess possible uses of psychic or extrasensory perception. Conducted from the 1970s to 90s, the Stargate Project trials and tests remained hidden from the public until the Freedom of Information Act brought them to light in 1995. That same year, even though the CIA had reported that psychic phenomena and remote viewing is real, that it is not degraded by distance or time, that the ability can be improved with training, and that it has application and promise in counterterrorism and counterintelligence, they also claimed that they were officially shutting down the Stargate project since its efforts hadn't been useful in any intelligence operation. Or did they? This is Supernatural Matters, a Psychic Story Original, and I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Every other Wednesday, I'll be sharing an unexplained mystery, leaving you to ultimately decide, natural or supernatural. This is Supernatural Matters, a Psychic Story Original, and I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. This is part two of The Stargate Project. If you haven't listened to part one, you may want to go back and give it a listen. You can find all episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on your favorite podcast player or at supernaturalmatters.com. And if you like what you're hearing, reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at A Psychic Story or 1-800-880-1881. Founded in 1978 as a small army intelligence unit at Fort Meade, Maryland, the main goal of the Stargate Project was to locate and exploit people with psychic powers in order to use them as spies through remote viewing capabilities. Remote viewing is the ability to observe events happening elsewhere, sometimes very far away in real time, often by seeing through the mind of someone who's at the location. If you've seen Stranger Things on Netflix, this is what the shady government agency was training Eleven to do before she escaped. The project also researched other supposed psychic abilities, such as psychokinesis, psychometry, telepathy, and ESP, dowsing, and even clairvoyance. And while the program would receive millions of dollars in funding over two decades, it was always controversial among many in the government who were lucky enough to know of its existence. People wanted to be involved with the program but they didn't want others to know, thanks to the stigma associated with researching psychic powers. The project also received an early black eye when the two pioneering researchers who first looked into remote viewing in an earlier government project in the 70s for the Stanford Research Institute, Russell Targ and Harold Putoff, were largely discredited for believing that noted fraud and celebrity spoonbender Yuri Geller had legitimate psychic abilities after conducting their tests on him. The program was bounced around between defense-related government agencies over the years before it landed with the CIA, who, in 1995, promptly canceled it after their evaluation found it to be without merit. Or maybe that's just what they want us to think. Some believe Stargate was never really canceled, but just rolled over to a new, even more secretive program. And that would kind of make sense because 
Despite the project's ultimate cancellation, there were some pretty intriguing findings throughout its 20 plus year run as a classified government project. Something encouraged these scientists and military officials to continue spending so much money and years of time on their research. One document that was released when Project Stargate was declassified regarded the program as a whole, stating that while it didn't prove psychic abilities, it didn't disprove them either. The document concludes that, quote, some remote viewing experiences are difficult to explain on the basis of presently known science, end quote. Curiously, a CIA meeting document with handwritten notes from 1995, the same year the agency canceled the program, records that, Remote viewing is inherent to all and it can be developed. There are also highlighted pieces of literature and news reports in the files relating to mystical healers, poltergeists, and other paranormal phenomena, suggesting that the suits involved in the research were very open-minded indeed. In part one of the Stargate project, we shared examples of how the program's primary focus was on research and development, but there were also several hundred top secret intelligence gathering missions that used remote viewing. Most of these missions are believed to have failed, but some supposed notable successes include remote viewers having correctly identified the locations of Soviet submarines, downed airplanes, hostages, and even former Libyan dictator Gaddafi in the 80s. The most well-known of these remote viewers is Joseph McGonigal, who was one of the project's first participants in 1978 and worked with the program for five years, remaining with Stargate as a consultant until 1993. He was involved in 450 missions with a very high success rate and continues to be involved with remote viewing today. In his book about his experiences in Stargate called The Stargate Chronicles, Memoirs of a Psychic Spy, Joseph explains that the government was using 15 remote viewers to provide additional information to back up intelligence gathered by satellites, on-the-ground spies, or other more traditional field methods. Joseph estimates that these remote viewers saved the government about $240 million alone by helping to find lost Scud missiles in the Persian Gulf War. One of his favorite missions was in 1980 when CIA personnel captured a suspected KGB agent in South Africa. Wanting to know how the agent was communicating with Soviet military, the CIA put an envelope on Joseph's desk. And without knowing anything about the man, Joseph told the CIA that the KGB agent liked to use a small pocket calculator. It turns out that the calculator was a disguised shortwave radio. Let's dive more into how psychic agents were used in the field. In 1987, a man named David Morehouse was shot in the helmet by a stray bullet during a U.S. Army training exercise, knocking him unconscious. While unconscious, he had a dream about an angel and his entire life changed. Afterwards, he started having more strange dreams and felt as if he could see through the eyes of people around him. He went to an army psychologist about his visions, fully expecting to be diagnosed with a mental illness. Instead, the doctor introduced him to Project Stargate, which by that time was putting together a group of psychic warriors. The CIA called upon David in two specific cases. First was the capture of a Marine named William Higgins in Lebanon. David and a few of the other psychic soldiers were able to describe the actual location where Higgins was being held and explain the scene. Unfortunately, they could not rescue him in time and he was killed. The next was Pan Am Flight 103, which disappeared above the ocean. 
David gave the CIA the plane's exact location and also said that it blew up because of a terrorist bomb that was hidden in a suitcase. When a team did indeed find the plane and investigated the crash, they confirmed that the remote viewers were correct. David wrote an autobiography about his experiences called Psychic Warrior Inside the CIA's Stargate Program, The True Story of a Soldier's Espionage and Awakening. After retiring from the military, he spent the rest of his career with a private business, teaching remote viewing to other people and going on speaking engagements to talk about the power of the human mind. The movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats, was inspired by David Morehouse's book and his life story. In 1987, a British man named Terry Waite was captured by the Islamic Jihad during a hostage negotiation trip with the Church of England. After being kidnapped, he was kept in solitary confinement in Beirut, Lebanon. In 1988, psychic warriors set out to use remote viewing to figure out his location. The remote viewers were able to describe Terry's mindset, which was very strong and proud rather than scared and traumatized. They also collectively provided descriptions of other additional non-English speaking hostages that had been captured and even described the number of guards that were standing by their daily routines as it may help with the rescue mission. One of the psychic soldiers known as viewer 079 described a temple three miles outside of Beirut where Terry was being held. It turns out that this information was correct. They released one of the foreign hostages, a German named Rudolf Cordes. When he was free, Rudolf confirmed all of the information the remote viewers had described about Terry Waite. Interestingly enough, not even Terry himself knew that there were other people being kept hostage in the same building for four and a half years because they had all been kept separate from one another. Unfortunately, identifying Terry's location was only half the battle. The U.S. and the British armies could not just storm into such a delicate situation. Hostage negotiations with the terrorist group and the Lebanese government went on for years, and he was not released until 1991. Despite consulting on hundreds of top-secret intelligence operations for over two decades and having successful missions to the U.S. government, it was hit or miss. Project Stargate was terminated and declassified in 1995 after a CIA report concluded that it was, quote, never useful in any intelligence operation, end quote. According to that same report, information provided by the program was vague and included irrelevant and erroneous data. And there was reason to suspect that its project managers had changed the reports to reflect favorable outcomes over the years. Regardless of what the government's official word is to the public, the most likely explanation of what occurred within the Stargate project has to do with quantum physics, specifically quantum entanglement. Quantum entanglement occurs when groups of particles are able to communicate with each other no matter how far apart they are. This is a leading theory on how birds migrate. Through evolution, birds have found a way to connect to Earth's magnetic field, which arises from the electric currents in the Earth's molten metallic core. Scientists have long known that birds are equipped with a mysterious ability to tune into these orienting forces, but exactly how this works hasn't been clear. The key, it seems, however, isn't the magnetic field itself, but the ability to sense it. The eyes of some birds appear to operate as a sort of molecular internal compass, detecting the Earth's magnetic fields, allowing them to be directed by the sixth sense of sorts. Is it possible that humans had a similar type of genetic ability when we were roaming the Earth as nomads? 
And once we settled more and more into place, we didn't need it as much and we buried it away. The same type of phenomenon that allow birds to migrate could be the same thing that allows people that have these remote viewing capabilities to see things from a distance and not physically be present. This could also explain precognition, the ability to see the future. One of the theories is that quantum entangled particles can reverse the timing of cause and effect. This means that an event that happens in the future can impact the past. The whole time doesn't really exist on a linear basis belief. If you'd like to learn more about the Stargate project, you can comb through the thousands of official documents that the government released due to the Freedom of Information Act, or check out some of the materials on supernaturalmatters.com. In the meantime, just be careful what you're looking at because someone from the government somewhere may be looking at it too, but through your eyes. Thank you for listening to part two of this Supernatural Matters episode. So what do you think? Do you think that the U.S. government had real results with Project Stargate? And if so, did they really stop all future psychic research and missions? Or was releasing the files just a way to quietly close it down and open up another top secret program? Check out the photos and other evidence at SupernaturalMatters.com and head over to a psychic story on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to give us your thoughts. You can also leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. You can find all episodes of Supernatural Matters for free online or on your favorite podcast player. Thank you.